Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Our entrepreneur today, Elliot Neff, lives in Sioux Falls in South Dakota, tells a real painful story about really being excited about his future and, you know, really taking all available budget to invest in new real estate right when everything ended, you know, right when the economy. Fortunately, he was in South Dakota because South Dakota did not close its economy. They had a very, very, I think, from my standpoint, a very wise governor who said, you know, people in South Dakota have a lot of common sense, so we're just going to remind them of common sense rules, but we're not going to shut down our economy. But nevertheless, I spent all this money, I have all this team, and as it turns out, he had to let a lot of his team members go. But with the team that he had, you know, left to work with, they just decided to use this as an opportunity to completely, from scratch, rethink their entire business model. And he said, and the biggest thing is that we just have a whole different mindset about who we are and who we're serving and, you know, what industry we're actually in and where the opportunities are. They wouldn't have thought about this if nothing bad had happened. But the other thing, at the same time, his father was diagnosed with cancer, and between January and January, his father died. So you got that. Things aren't working. Everything you planned didn't work. Basically, invested in a future that didn't happen, and you lost your team. And he says, in spite of that, this will turn out to be the biggest breakthrough of our life. We'll make more change. We'll have a bigger future because we went through this. I am Elliot Neff, founder and CEO of Chess for Life, which is an organization dedicated to teaching life skills through the game of chess to a million kids a week is our goal. And I've been a strategic coach, I think it's seven years. It's been a long time in strategic coach and a great time. The first three years is the signature program. And that was, it was almost like drinking from a fire hose, you know, <laughs> and it's probably overstated how that is. Yet it's true. There was so much. And in fact, the advice I've given to many people over the years has been, do not try to do everything. <laughs> Recognize that every quarter you're going to have a brand new set of tools. And these are just tools. And I used to build houses and you never use all the tools at the same time, but it's good to know how to use them. So learn them over those first three years and then learn how to apply them in the right scenarios. So I worked with strategic coach, loved it. All that learning the first three years. Now I've extended and renewed multiple years since because of the ongoing growth that I see coming from that right, being in the right community with the right individuals. You know, there is something new, intangible that when you're around other entrepreneurs who are, have a growth mindset, who have the same foundational set of tools and how they think. It's amazing how that multiplier effect comes into play. First, give a testimonial result from the most important person in my business, which is my wife. <laughs> so she's not really working in the business. She's taking care of the kids at this point. But in the early days, when I invested in Strategic Coach, it was the biggest investment I had done in personal development, professional development. And I've done quite a few different groups or tools over the years. 
And she gave the testimony in the first couple of years going, that was the best investment ever. <laughs> so first that testimonial, and then from a numbers perspective, what's really interesting about strategic coach is over the time that I've been a part of the strategic coach workshops, the tools, the community, the support, our business has more than doubled. It's probably a six to 10 X return on my time and what's happening. If you multiply those elements together in terms of the actual dollars that were invested versus where our company is today. Well, if I take the dollars I spent each year and look at that, I have far more than made up way beyond that in increased income to myself. We had to shut our four physical centers that we had. I had 18,000 square feet under lease. I just signed two 10-year retail space leases. I just spent the dollars to do the remodeling. Here we were having spent the dollars in preparation for our cycle of increasing volume through the rest of the year when everything shuts down. With all the investment we had done, with the things that were in place, we were not in a good cash position to handle this. And there came that moment of going, are we going to make it? And I figured we had less than two weeks of cash flow available at that point because of just the perfect storm of timing. And I dug deep and, you know, I'm a Christian background and, and I was like, okay, God, is that the end of this path here? And it's time for another door and another journey and such. And, you know, in those moments you step back and you go, well, I've learned to say, what's the worst that can happen? And you know, the worst that can happen is a whole lot better than so many other people in the world. And you accept what that is and figure out a plan for that. And we looked at that situation and we applied the thinking of, you know, in every obstacle, there's opportunity. And we looked at a number of things. And I said to myself right then, what if this two-week shutdown becomes six months? And we have to shut down all of our centers and we have to pivot. So obviously, the only place to go is online. <laughs> we're from home. And that's what we're going to do. And then when we come back, what is that going to look like? Knowing what we know now, with the disruption that's hitting this world, with the fact that technology is going to explode up with everybody working from home and everybody going online, if we were to start the business over today, what would we do? And basically have the opportunity to reinvent the business. I had to lay off 22 staff in a single day. The day I decided that, my dad called to let me know he had terminal cancer and he passed away this year, close to a year after finding out. So we went through a perfect storm. But what's amazing is because of that long-term vision of what we are trying to achieve and using the opportunity, we put probably three years of development into the first two months. We pivoted online and today we are streamlined dramatically with so much more technology capabilities and we've reinvented the business to where we are focused even more upon scaling out, empowering others to reach students, where we now have a long-term online capability that we did not have significantly developed at the time. We had dreamed of it, but now it's there. We've expanded our technology. We've expanded our opportunities here. We've gotten rid of complexities. And in many ways, we're in a stronger position now than ever before in the history of the company. For three years, I looked at strategic coach videos, tools, different things like this. I watched podcasts. I watched, you know, YouTube videos. And I didn't join for the first three years because I was too busy. 
And I was too busy and the cost felt too high. And I spoke to someone and they were like, so what's going to change that? For three years, that's been the same thing. If you keep doing the same thing over and over, you've just defined insanity. So maybe make this your change. And I chose to invest that way. And I'm very grateful that I did. And I would encourage others to do the same. I mean, we're in COVID. We're doing workshops virtually. I've continued to renew in the virtual time because we're all adapting through this. But that's maintaining that community and that mindset. You know, as entrepreneurs, you know, this is what entrepreneurs do. I've been bankrupt twice myself. Divorce and a bankruptcy on exactly the same day one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And I started coaching using the word coaching in 1974. Nobody knew what it was. They thought I was in the transportation business or, you know, I was a football coach or something like that because coaching from an entrepreneurial standpoint just didn't exist. It was big corporations. Entrepreneurs were these annoying rodents at the margins. You know, there weren't Steve Jobs back then. There wasn't Bill Gates back then. There weren't any of these big monstrous, colossal, cosmic, entrepreneurial superstars. You know, it was mostly, you know, big corporations or big government institutions or big unions. You know, you work for that. I remember meeting my banker, imprudent enough to give me a loan. <laughs> and then I had to go in and talk to him about it. And he says, look, he says, you have good skills. You're a writer, you're an artist. And he says, when are you gonna give up this foolishness? you know, what you're doing here. He says, you're very personable. You're very persuasive. You persuaded me. Why don't you go get a job? And I said, nope. I said, I'm just not smart enough yet. But there's nothing else that I can do except to keep learning and experimenting. And one day I'll get it and I'll be smart. And then I'll be smart for the rest of my life. And I find that that kind of determination and that persistence is common in all entrepreneurs who are successful over their entire life, that there is no alternative to being an entrepreneur. There is no alternative except to learn what you need to learn and to find the model that works. So I'm so grateful to Elliot. And I know he's got a great coach in Chad Johnson, and he stuck with coach during certainly the worst part of his business life. Bad on himself, bad on being an entrepreneur. And now he's on the upswing. They've got a new business model. And he's got such a great story to share with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs>